Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, it may be a rainy day, but we do not dampen our spirits when it comes to sports talk here on Sports Radio 93.7. The fan, Bob Pompiani with you. Hour number two, Joel Nelson, still manning the ones and the twos. You can call us, 412-928-9370. That is the number of the hotline. It's also the number of the text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates remind you to text responsibly. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Big thank you to the show sponsors. We've been partners with them for a long time, and I certainly do sincerely appreciate it. PNC Bank, make today the day at PNC. Check out the virtual wallet. It is outstanding for all of your finances. You can also ride in style with number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, they got your bag, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. Every single night of the week on Pittsburgh CW and simulcast on 93.7 The Fan. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. We're talking about a lot of stuff right now, including the Pirates. Winners last night, 13-3, to running Zach Gallen out of the game. Eight runs, the most he's ever given up in 90 career starts. He came in with six wins for Arizona. The Pirates beat him up pretty good last night. That's eight runs and 13 in their last two games. Mitch Keller goes today at 4.05. You'll hear that one right here on the fan, beginning with the North Shore Tavern leadoff show. Also going on in town today, the Riverhounds, part of their 4-1-2 series. They're at home later tonight, 7 o'clock, against Las Vegas. Mike Lavalier, Spanky's going to be on hand for that one as part of the Riverhounds 412 series. And remember, next Wednesday, the Columbus crew coming in. That's a near sellout. Tickets still available. We'll get them fast. Part of the U.S. Open Cup tournament. The Riverhounds beat New England Revolution to get there. We got the PGA Championship going on, hockey, NBA down to the semifinals in each of those. And we're also talking about the Steelers and some of the moves they made this week. So it's wide open board for you. Call and air your opinions. Let's go back to those lines, beginning with Ed who joins us here on the Fan Hotline. What's up, Ed? Yeah, Pop, I hope the Pirates are going to look at the standings and see that St. Louis is having an off year, and uh, they're not going to consider arbitration years or anything like that with these two catchers they got. Well, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about specifically here? I'm talking about not holding these, these guys back if they're very close to being ready because they need some bats. Some nights they only score one or two runs or no runs. Again, I think it's early here, Ed, in the season. We're still in May. I, I want to see how this plays out a little bit. And, yes, the Cardinals may be not what they have been expected to be, but they are 9-4 and four in their last 13, and they're starting to turn it around a little bit. I would not be surprised if the Cardinals and Brewers flex their collective muscles and get back on the schneid. And we'll see how that affects the Pirates. But eventually, yes, those guys are going to be up. They're going to have to put them up here at some point. But I don't know that now is the time. I would move Davis to AAA, though. He's done everything he should do in AA. It's time to move up. Hey, I really like the potential uh, leaderboard in the last round of the PGA. If DeChambeau and Kepka 
they're only a couple shots back. Uh, it could be a really interesting Sunday. Yeah, it'll be an interesting Saturday. Thank you, Ed, for the call because they're going to be paired together today. And I don't think that's ever happened since they got into their little. Remember when, uh, you know, Bryson DeChambeau would get really upset when people refer to him as Brooks. And Kepka seemed to play that along. They had a little feud going there. So now they're going to be paired together. They're both live golfers. Uh, but they're both in contention behind Scheffler and Hovland and Corey Connors. A pretty good leaderboard and a very difficult place to play. Someone asked me earlier on Twitter, at KD Palm, uh, what do you think a 10 handicapper would shoot at Oak Oak Hill in Rochester? Well, first of all, I'm an 11.6 handicap. Some will debate that and say I'm, I'm inflating it, which I'm not. I'm 11.6. Um, but, but you know, listen, they're playing that at a distance that's ridiculous with a rough that's uh, three and a half inches high, uh, narrow fairways, and ridiculously fast green. I would be shocked if I could break 100 there. I, I, and I truly believe that even if I play good golf, all it takes are one or two wayward shots to just implode your score. That is a tough place to play. It's a tough competition. And those who hit the ball straight and narrow are going to be the ones who do it well. And Scheffler's done that so far. If you stray the ball there, you're in big time trouble. Corey Connors is as straight as they get tee to green. That's why he is where he is. And Hovland hasn't missed a shot pretty much all uh, 36 holes that he's played so far. Normally at the PGA Championship, if you're within, you know, uh, five shots of the lead. If you're no worse than sixth overall after two rounds, you have a chance to win it. Nobody else outside of that normally does. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Let's go to John, who joins us here on Sports Radio ninety three seven. The fan. Hey, John. I guess that's me. Hi, Bob. Yeah, it's you, John. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I enjoy. I always enjoy you on 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 Saturdays, especially today. It's raining. Hey, I, I wasn't sure. You did say we played Milwaukee eighteen times earlier. And all that, because I don't know if it was pointed out to you. They, because uh, we play all other twenty nine MLB teams, and they had to cut our uh, central, uh, the other four teams down. We only play them thirteen times each. Milwaukee. Okay. Well, my bad then. I, it used to be eighteen, and it was it was a lot. I, I still think it's too many. I think it was nineteen. I like those rivalries, but I yeah, don't we're all like, next month. That's like why them. it's the late start. We'll be playing everybody right. next. month. Uh, it works I, seven, I like seven to, and six. Uh, two of the teams we play seven home, six away, and the other two six, you know, six slash seven the next year. You know, you know what I mean? Six. Yeah, yeah. That's all they. they, they well, I do. got what you're saying, and, and and listen, thank you for the call and reminding me of that. But still, there are a lot of games yet to be played. Was my point, and sometimes I think too many. I, I want to see American League teams. The way it was scheduled, though, is the one thing that bothered me a little bit, only because it was all these American League teams right off the bat. I would have liked to have seen Milwaukee earlier than when they're going to play him, just to sprinkle it in a little bit. Yes, you want to, you know, have some of those division games at the end of the year, and September typically will be loaded with division teams, as it should be. Um, but I, I thought maybe they would just make it a little bit more uh, division play in, you know, early April. I mean, not a lot of it, but just a little bit, just to give you a taste of what it's like or what those teams can be like. Let's go to Frank, who joins us here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hey, Frank, what's up? Hey, Bob, I, I got a different take on the uh, Mitch Trubisky signing. I wanted to run by you. My, all my friends think I'm crazy, but I think this is going to make it easier if a team can trade for him because I don't see the big difference between him and Mason. If you can get a three or four for him, if a, if a number one starter goes down in preseason or somebody gets hurt, I think the signing is easier for him to be traded. 
I would disagree with that. I think Trubisky has shown that he's pretty good at handling these kinds of situations. I thought if you look at the backups around the NFL, he's probably one of the, the better ones to have on your team, and they like having depth in that room. Um, so, you know, and people get upset. I don't know why with Mason Rudolph. The fact that, you know, they put at his feet the loss to the Detroit Lions um, in overtime. There were a lot of mistakes in that game. There was a game they should have beaten uh, Baltimore, if not for a fumble that happened in it. It wasn't his fault. Point is, he's for, for what they're paying him as a third stringer, given all the injuries that you see typically over the course of a 17-game season, I don't think it's a bad thing to have that much depth. Now, if somebody came knocking with something because there's injuries in preseason and you can get something that you may not have expected, I certainly wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I just don't think Trubisky, you know, he only he only has like one or two reads. He doesn't, you know, he's not good at reading the room and getting rid of the ball. And when he does, it's, you know, four times out of ten, it's an interception. I mean, I, that's that's my take on him. Like I said, everybody, all my buddies think I'm crazy for wanting to deal him, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't think you'll see a trade, but I do think, um, you know, you're not going to go through an entire season with Kenny Pickett playing every single game. That just goes against logic. You don't see that. Although last year they had their entire offensive line play the entire season without getting injured, which I was shocked because they didn't have a lot of depth last year at all. I think they know that, and that's why they addressed it in this offseason. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate the call. 412-928-9370. We move along to Virgil who is on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan right now. Go ahead, Virgil. Hey, Bob, my issue with the whole Andy Henry Davis thing is five or eight years ago, before Pitchcom came into baseball, and even now that umpires still have a strike zone and it, it's not automated, there was an art and there was a paying your dues in how to handle a pitching staff. But listen, what they're getting offensively from the two catchers at the major league level are not enough, and I'm sorry, both those dudes in minor leagues can frame, they can do everything, and somebody else is in their ear telling them what to throw. So that part of it to me, well, they need a little bit more seasoning, they need a little bit of this. In terms of defense, I get whatever Austin Hedges brings in handling a pitching staff, but the way the world's going, we're probably two or three years away from automated strike zones. It don't matter how many pitches you pull back into the strike zone because those guys are so good the umpires behind home plate. I think they don't want to bring him up to AAA because then the issue is he can't catch every day and Andy can't catch every day. So they, they need to do something, whether it's Andy comes up and Henry goes to AAA, but I don't buy into, oh, he needs more seasoning. I buy it into whatever. I know they haven't been cheap. I'm not, I'm not wearing them on that, but the arbitration stuff, they need to move those guys up. There's, there's nothing more they need to do yeah, because I, all the pitches are coming from the dugout. Yeah, but I, but I disagree that you've seen two to three years with the electronics. I think it's going to be here sooner than later. I do. I, I just think because of what's happened this year and so many people have complained about it, and they see the effect that the pitch clock has had, I think you may see a faster track. It may not be next year, but it'll be sooner than three or four years. With regard to those two, I think they both can be a AAA for now. I wouldn't – at this point, I wouldn't do anything. I would move – well, what I would do is I'd move Davis to AAA. I'd play both. I'd alternate them. They could play a different position. They could hit one day as DA. You can do a lot with those two in AAA at the same time. And then I would see how this season plays out a little bit. If the hitting continues to be this bad collectively, although I think delay has been better, he just hasn't played as much, Yeah, then at some point I would make a move. Absolutely, I would. 
But I think DeLay's been better because he hasn't played as much. That's what his role's always going to be. And maybe those guys aren't ready to be the everyday guy. But for me, it's just, you know, when that automated strike zone comes, it don't matter how many pitches you pull back into the strike zone, when it crosses that plate. So the the, the wily veteran that is Austin Hedges, his his time, you know, not just him, those guys, their roles are be- going to become diminished because – they don't have to call pitches anymore, and we're a year or two away from an automatic strike zone. So I, it's unfortunate for him and those guys, but I just don't buy into the. He needs to learn how to. They need to learn how to handle pitching staffs. Like, dude, if they can hit, they're going to. Well, there's more to it. There's more to it than just framing, though, too, Virgil. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Hedges has a lot of autonomy back there, more than you think, or more than you uh, believe that he does. Uh, and I also think he knows. And they have a system where bo- where he can both – the manager can say one thing, he can override it if he feels something different. He has that much uh, going for him as a veteran who's done this before. It's one of the reasons why they were interested in him in Cleveland. They knew what he was capable of. But I totally – I get your point. Thank you for the call that the strike zone will make it, uh, you know, the, the, as far as the pitch framing. You're not going to be able to frame anything in an electronic strike zone. That's a good point. Let's go to Leslie who joins us right now. Before we go to a break here in hour number two, hey, Leslie, how are you? Hey, Bob, how's it going today? It's good. What's up? Good. I'm going to try to stay on point and not go completely off the rails this time. But um, so I talked to you in the past and I asked you if you felt as though, you know, the Pirates organization as a whole, if you felt that they were actually trying to turn a new leaf, you seemed hesitant to sign off and put your name on it that they were doing. So I personally still believe that you can use, you know, the the most recent contract as an example of what I'm talking about, but I think they're going to move forward with uh, Keller as well. I don't know. How do you feel? I think eventually they will. Uh, as far as turning a new leaf, I need to see more. I want to see, I want to see other guys. I want to see them go out in free agency when the need arises to, you know, to go in an off season and bring in a guy at a, a substantial salary or, or if if it's somebody who can help your team. Um, but yeah, I think they're, you know, the fact that they signed Reynolds eventually and got that done, that's a big sign. I think Keller will be next, but it may not be this year. Well, I mean, I mean, you may be right. They have a little bit of time here to get things done, but He's really proving himself, and I think that it would be a huge thing for the fans if they could get something done, you know, a little bit quicker before things, like I used earlier, go off the rails. Because this guy, like, he's not – he's good, He's only going to get better. I mean, I feel like we're all in agreement with that, right? Yeah, I mean, he should. He's been consistently good since last May, and so it's been a calendar year. That's a pretty good sample size. Leslie, so, yeah, I do think that's the case. But I also know that two years of arbitration means they don't have to rush into anything. And they may be talking numbers that we don't know about at this point. I think it's fair to oh, assume 100%. they would like a four- or five-year deal for, you know, you're going to have to pay $12, 13000000 million a year to these guys at some point. It may not happen now. And even in arbitration, let's say he has a really good year uh, and he posts 15 wins in a, in, a, in a 305 ERA or something of that nature, he'll jump dramatically from two million but it may go to eight million that's something they they don't have to rush into is what i'm saying so in time their, yeah, they don't their have to, to do but don't you agree that it would it would show good faith to the fans because really i think that that's what they they need to be after more than anything i mean we're rallying we're starting the people are starting to come around and i mean i saw it firsthand yesterday 
people are coming and people other than me are excited. I don't know, Bob. I don't know. No, I, I, I think that's great. And you should be. Thank you for the call. You should be excited from what they, you know, but again, don't, don't think this is automatically going to turn into a division winning team. I think people, when they were 20 and eight, thought they were on pace to win 114 and they were good with that. That was never going to be the real Pittsburgh Pirates, nor is two and 12, that streak they went through. They're somewhere in between, which is fine. And that would represent big improvement of what we saw the last two seasons. And next year, would be a year that expectations even go higher, and they should. So hopefully by the end of this year, if they're not in some sort of playoff hunt, even if it's just in the hunt and that's it, that they will make serious strides to be a division kind of contender. I don't know that they're yet, there yet. They still have a lot of things in this lineup that I have questions about. And they also have starting pitching consistency issues that I want to see um, you know, turn around in the next month and a half or so. And, and by then, you'll know pretty much where they are in this division. But it is moving onward and upward and that's a good thing and keller will be a part of this i believe at some point but they don't have to rush into it 412-928-9370 you're going to hear from jj watt coming up about becoming a pittsburgh Steeler. what does he have to say about that he was on a national podcast you're going to hear that answer and much more call us at 412-928-9370 worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day and go one better with number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with ExpresswayCochrane.com. Thank you to the sponsorships there, as well as Shandorovich, Shandorovich, and Fishman. Ireland Contracting, and Iron Rock Tap House. Join us tomorrow night, 1135 KDKA, for the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown. On our program tomorrow, Andrew Filipponi, along with Chris Adamski and Jeff Hathorne. A lot to get into 
at KDKA TV. In the meantime, we're talking about the Steelers to some degree. A lot of people want to get into what they think this team may look like offensively. But what about defensively? A lot of people, despite the fact that they've brought in some people, they have, you know, Patrick Peterson now gives them really three Hall of Famers, uh, you would think, on their defense. Could they bring in another? A lot of people still think J.J. Watt will team up with his brother T.J. Well, you know, last year, J.J. on his swan song in Arizona still came up with 12 and a half sacks. Might he be a midseason acquisition? A lot of people want to know about that. He was on a podcast this week. This is what he had to say. Yeah. And you have to admit, like, you've seen yourself in the mirror. You look like a Steeler. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a compliment. The Steelers fans are literally one of the best fan bases I've ever witnessed in my life. Everywhere I go, hey, I love you, but I'm a huge Steelers fan, so I love your brother. Hey, come to the Steelers. Hey, come play. We love Pittsburgh. I'm like, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, if the rumors keep Burnley in the news and make it a big deal that we're with Burnley, sure. But, uh, no, I will not be playing. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I will be going to a game at Heinz Field to watch my brother play. Mm-hmm. It's not Heinz Field yeah, anymore, dude. Yeah, it's Heinz Field. No, it's, it's always Heinz Field. Field. And, yeah. and you have to admit, like. <laughs> no, it's Agrisure Stadium. <laughs> and the fact is that rumor will never go away because he's had it. He had a good career. He was healthy enough to put up those sort of sack numbers. And he's TJ's brother. Let's go back to the Lions. Joe joins us right now on the Bob Pompey Show. Hey, Joe. Hey, Bob. Um. I'm just a truck driver. I'm driving by Pittsburgh. I just wanted to know, you know, I was listening. Um, you know, I just didn't know if you know about this story. I, I grew up on military bases overseas. You know, my dad's service, th- you know, three wars and everything. Thank but, you for your service and your family's commitment. We appreciate that. But I, didn't, you know, I appreciate that, Bob. But I didn't know if you knew this, that, uh, you know, before – they had, you know, now everyone takes for granted the live games and everything. But the, but the soldiers and everything, when we were over there in, the, you know, the boot of Italy, we didn't have any uh, live games. And at the Super Bowl, they told us that, uh, you know, there, you were going to get a football game and it was going to be three days late. And so the Stars and Stripes wouldn't print out who won the Super Bowl because all the soldiers were going to watch the game at 11 o'clock at night on tape you know, to see who won. That was like uh, the Pittsburgh versus Dallas. And then the next year, when they played them again, it was like, oh, it's only one day late. And I just thought that you would enjoy that, that those were the the first games that were shown to uh, people on military bases over there. And that's why I'm still a Steeler fan now, because that was like the first game I ever saw as a kid. (laughs) That's pretty remarkable. Uh, But now you can bet online as the game goes on. You can all these prop bets and everything else has changed quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I just like how the fact that no one was allowed to say who won the game for three days. Like, you weren't allowed to say that you knew who won, and everyone just complied with that. They're like, okay, let's go watch the game, even though it was three days late. All right, Bob. That's a shock. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. And, hey, you're not just a truck driver, man. You're doing a lot of good work out there, and we need you and people like you to do your – stuff the way you do. So thank you for that. And yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if the secret could be held for three days. That's even more astonishing than the fact that it was delayed by three days. Let's go to Melvin, who joins us right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Go ahead, Melvin. Melvin, are you there? All right. You want to try JD then? Bob, I'm here. How are you doing? Good. Is this Melvin or J.D.? J.D. Okay, J.D., you're up. What's up? All right. I have a question for you. 
As a Pitt fan, however, i got to ask this question. Why is Pitt wanting to add on to the Peterson Event Center when you get blue-chip kids, however, they want to spend the money to add more to the university? You're asking why they want to add on to the Peterson Event Center. Well, they're, they're, I they're think building it's, it's on about the, yeah, They're adding it. more, I mean, basically. They're building a new building down the pit. I mean, well, I just don't get it. I mean, well, the they have Peterson a lot of stuff Center. going on down there. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's an entire complex of things because their sporting um, you know, activities have increased, not just, not just basketball or football, although basketball still has a long way to go, whether or not they can have, you know, put together another transfer portal. But, um, you know, you look at volleyball, you look at soccer, you look at lacrosse, you look at all the other sports, uh, they've made significant strides. Football is still the one that matters most, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're trying to. I mean, the, the Pearson Center, I know how has been having a tough time the last few years. I know with recruits and whatnot, but they're starting to get back on the beam, Howard, with Capel, hopefully. But I just didn't understand why Pitt's doing that because I know, I mean, when they built the Pearson Event Center after Fitzgerald for the longest time, I mean, was nice, but it started running its course and getting old and ratty and everything like that. No pun intended. You're getting new kids to come in, but I just don't know why Pitt wants to spend more money on their athletic budget, Howard, to add on to the uh, complex, Howard, when the Pearson was supposed to be one of the better basketball facilities in the country, however, and then you got now things at Robert Morris, you got you know, things going on at Duquesne. It's like just I don't get it. It's all it's all a big race, J, uh, J, JD. We appreciate the call, thank you. But I mean, you're trying to attract people, and today it's a big recruitment effort. Not to mention it's NIL money. Not to mention you got to do everything to try to be competitive in that regard. Let's go to Rich, who joins us right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Rich, you're on. What's up? Hey, Bob. Uh, always good to talk to you. Uh, I had two quick thoughts. Uh, let you talk to other people today. Uh, first of all, last year at this time, I was rooting against the Steelers. Hope uh, their, their season record would be poor so they could draft in a, in a higher draft position this year, given the uh, nature of the off season and the uh, kind of seasoning of uh, the, the uh, crew that they have. I'm 100% uh, pulling for them to uh, go 17 and 0 which I, I know that's ridiculous but uh, <laughs> it's it's it, what a difference an off season can make and then the other the other point I want to make to you is this uh this perpetual discussion about the uh backup catcher is just silly if you look at major league transactions around the league probably 30% of them are jockeying with that second uh catcher Gary Sanchez just got added to the Mets after he was dropped by the uh um, uh, uh, San Francisco and, and Joey Bart's been in and out of the lineup with injuries there. Their backup catchers out. They they've got a third string catcher. So the, 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 from Double A ball that's coming up. So my my point is is that Gary Sanchez, who has major league experience, uh, was passed over by a team for a Double A catcher. I mean, they're just so many. It's like being a left hander or a third string quarterback. It's a great job if you can get it. You get paid mm-hmm. well. You don't very. You don't play very much. Um, I think the most important thing for the Pirates to do right now is to make sure Henry Davis, who's had about 200 minor league at bats, uh, to to keep him going in a positive direction, injury free. Uh, Andy Rodriguez just had some issue with his forearm. I'm sure they're kind of paying attention to that, so they don't have a catcher go out with a Tommy John uh, related injury. Um, but, you know, hold the horses. You, you know, the ninth-place batter is not going to define whether the Pirates are a contender or not. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, no, I agree with that. I agree with that, Rich. He's a good catcher. Yeah, I, I, I don't see. I, I do think that they should elevate him though from double to triple. Right? There's no. I mean, a lot of guys who are 23 years old, first overall picks, will find a faster track. So I think he's oh, done what he needs to do. He could. Yeah, I don't have a problem with coming to Triple A. I'm. I, your callers are talking about let's get these two guys up here. Uh, and, and start playing them every day. That that to me is, you know, that's premature. Um, I, I I wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't I don't think there's any value in doing that. Um, as I said, the uh, these backup catchers are in perpetual motion throughout the league because there just aren't enough good catch, uh, catchers, just like there aren't enough good backup quarterbacks. You know, so you're always going to see the it's, same. You're right. It's a, it's a tough. You see all these guys in college, and you think, oh, man, they're going to take them. No, and that's not that easy. Thanks, Rich. Put it in perspective. I appreciate it. Let's go over to Tom, who joins us right now before we go to the break. Hey, Tom. Hey, Bob. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, this has been bugging me for a while, but uh, I'm a inveterate uh, golf fan. I've been watching forever. Uh, you remember when Hale Irwin won his second Open, and he was high-fiving people running around yeah. the green? You remember that. And you remember, of course, when Larry Mize uh, chipped in and beat the Shark there that one time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in 86 for the Masters. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just to show you, I have a litany of a 20 or 25 things I could uh, uh, tell you about. But uh, what I'm calling about is the Players' Championship. Bob? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The, cha- the Players' Championship – uh, they tried to buy their way into history or, or uh, tradition and stuff, and it that doesn't work. There are four majors, and there's a Ryder Cup, and there's things that have been around forever, and you just can't buy your way into tra- tradition like they tried. They tried to throw all kinds of money at it and call it the fifth major. It's not the fifth major. It's it's another qualifying event. It's all it is, and that's all it'll ever ever will be. I just had to. Well, get I don't think. Like <laughs> okay, but I, I would disagree from a player standpoint. Thanks, Tom. They yeah. they look at it as a fifth man. I've talked to a number of those guys who, who who really it's it's in high regard because it's all the people that you're dealing with all throughout the world who are ranked and typically that field is as good as any field, even major fields. So that's how they look at it. Um hey, they're also trying to sell the sport on television. That's where eyeballs pop up and that's what they want to do. So if they can do that. By designating something as the you know quote unquote fifth major, they'll do it. We got to take a break here. It's four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. We got more coming up. Paul Alexander, top of the hour. I'll take more of your calls next as we go to break. Again, thank you to PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane. Go one better. Ride in style with number one Cochrane. We'll be back right after this on Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan.
Brought to you in part by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Check out virtual wallet at PNC Bank. Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com and ride in style. Number to call is 412-928-9370. One other thing I wanted to mention, just because we're talking earlier about the NBA, but the lottery was held this weekend. Victor Wembayama was the man who was the big prize. And it's amazing to me that San Antonio comes up with this again. And this kid is extremely talented, and he may be the most hyped guy, even more so than LeBron James. When you look at what he's been able to do, playing in a pro league in France, he's seven foot four. He hits threes with ease. He runs the court like Jokic. He can do all these things. He's a shot blocker. You can't stop his shot because he just towers over you. But it's the third time the Spurs have won this lottery, and on both other occasions. Their picks were decade picks like David Robinson, I believe, in the late 80s. Tim Duncan, same thing in the 90s. And now here they get Victor Wenbayama. Yeah, they deserved it. They were 22 and 60. They had a 14% chance. But the team I feel bad for is Detroit. They had the worst record in the NBA. And they, I think, are going to pick fourth or fifth, whatever they drop to, despite having the best odds. But Victor Wenbayama is somebody to watch for sure. Even if you don't like basketball, he's he's really a total kind of player at 19 years of age starting next season. Let's go out to the lines. we got Heimer joining us right now. What's up, Heimer? Hi, uh, Bob. Uh, big fan. Um, Thank you. I was calling you. Uh, I wanted your opinion. Uh, the MLB draft's coming up, and I know there's two studs from LSU. One's a 6'6 pitcher. He throws like 100 miles an hour and has three nasty mm-hmm. pitches. And I was wondering, like in hockey, like with Crosby and Lemieux, 18 coming straight to the, uh, you know, the uh, professional level, like, why would it take, like, why would, the, like, the guy, if we accept, we took the pitcher, like, I wonder, like, why does it take so long for him to get to the pros, like, with them talents that they, they say he has? <laughs> well, every now and then, I hope they go for the outfielder myself, personally, but you never know what they're going to do. They have a nice position to be in. And when you're, a, when you're a teenager, you're still trying to figure out your arm, you know, the pressure you put on your arm, pitches to develop, okay. location. It's a big difference from high school, especially jumping into professional baseball. So typically those guys will take longer. Um, you know, in the case of, for example, their last number one overall pick was Henry Davis. And he's, you know, he played in college. Anytime you play in college, you should have an advantage, especially if you're one of the high-end picks in the draft. Your time in the minors should be limited. But I just think in hockey, again, it's not – very often that you find guys coming into the league immediately. Like Connor Bedard will do that this year with Chicago. He's that mm-hmm. good every now and then you get a generational player. But most of them still have to go through the process, especially in baseball, more so than any other sport, I think. Okay. I was just wondering, like, why it takes sometimes players that are, like, 25 years old to get started in the pros. You know, you know, I just was confused on it. I wanted your opinion on it. Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's up to each individual you know, Andy Rodriguez is a guy they acquired by trade. He's 21, and he's, you know, he's still young, but he's moving on up. When they got O'Neill Cruz, you know, still 22 at the time, now 24. Those are young guys. But, again, you yeah. have to go through. the Hitting a baseball is not an easy thing to do if you're one of them. Or making the proper pitches and locations and learning all of that. I just It puts an enormous amount of strain on your arm, and I think they're very much – they don't want to overtax these guys given how much money they're pouring into them as signing bonuses and eventually money uh, down the road. So that's probably some of it as well, Jaime. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you for calling, and thank you for the kind words. Mark joins us right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hey, what's up, Mark? 
Hey, how's it going, Bob? I really appreciate you taking my call, and I do appreciate your balanced approach to sports reporting. It's needed in this area. Thank you. That's um, just the way I do I it. I wanted to talk about the – yeah, <laughs> and it, it's well-received. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the quarterback room. Um, I had one of your callers earlier and mentioned Kenny Pickett, and I want to say first off, there was no other quarterback I wanted Pittsburgh to get last year other than Pickett in the first round. I thought anybody else would have been a reach. Um, that being said, I'm not quite as optimistic as the rest of the fan base on this stellar year that's projected for him. Um, I'm hoping for it, but I'm not convinced yet. And I know your approach about looking at wins is important, but if everybody thought like that, people would think more of Mason Rudolph than they do. Which No, I get that's a good point because – but but I also would say I wouldn't expect him to be a uh, a fantasy stat packer. He's not going to do that, you know. And I think the system that they have won't allow him to do that first and foremost. And typically the stats will bear out, Mark. If you throw for over three hundred yards uh, in a game, your team chances are are going to lose those games. Generally speaking, unless you're Kansas City, you're right. And well, well we learned yeah, that with always ben, an right? exception. The big stat. <laughs> The big stat numbers for Ben usually occurred in games he lost. I mean, you look at the number of games right. he had over 400 yards, and I think there was more losses and wins than that. Um, that brings me to, first off, thanks for acknowledging Mason Rudolph not being his fault for the Detroit game. There were two instances he had them in field goal range, two instances the ball got fumbled away. Yet the Rudolph hate, and I don't understand it. Just I don't either, because he's a really good young man. He's a, he, yeah, I'm, He is. He, yeah. I think he looks too much like Tom Brady. I think it's part of the problem. Um, but Mitch Trubisky, and I say that tongue in cheek, Mitch Trubisky, though, I watched in Chicago. Okay. He gets these points, I think for pedigree, but if people were really to go back and looked at the draft analysis on him coming out of the draft, it was the same kind of draft that Pickett was coming out in. There's not a good, there's really not a franchise quarterback in this draft that a lot of that was said about his draft class. People forget that. He gets these bonus points, I think, for this pedigree. But i got to be honest with you, Bob, and I, I trust the Steelers more often. They get it way more right than they get it wrong. I really, in my heart of hearts, believe they got it wrong with this one. I just don't see it. I think Tomlin has fallen in love with this guy, and we've seen in the past when Tomlin falls in love with somebody, it takes a long time for them to go away. I don't see it. Chicago, he didn't show it. He had one good game in preseason in Buffalo, and everybody said he's been resurrected. Last year, people look back at that first preseason game he played. Three times the defense gave him the ball inside the 30. Three times we settled for field goals. You look at the Baltimore game. You look at his record and his stats overall. I don't see this number one backup quarterback in the league that everybody's – because to me, a number one backup quarterback in the league is one step away from being a starter. And to me, I would not start him for my franchise. Now, I don't know if that's fair. I'd like to hear your take on it based on what I threw out there. Well, I, I think I just in his role, in his role, I think you're right. I, I don't I don't look at him as an everyday starter. I don't. I thought they thought that coming in, but I also thought once they got Pickett, they knew that he was he was sort of a caretaker until the time came. But they were in a, you know, a, a situation where you're coming off of a franchise quarterback and you don't have a top 10 pick. It's hard to find him. Look how many teams struggle to find these guys. Indy went the veteran route and oh, burned no. him to the tune of $90 million. You know, they're wasting money on guys. And finally, they decided to draft someone this year. And that may not be right. So you could toil around for five to eight years looking for a quarterback. They, Once they saw Pickett was available, they jumped all over it with the thought that, okay, we'll ease him in. I get all that. Trubisky, to me, is not going to be 
and every, and he certainly wasn't worthy of that pick. They passed up Mahomes, and Mahomes ended up going tenth in the same draft. Was it to Kansas City? I mean, you can always look back at those draft mistakes. But I I tend to agree with you. But I think in the role he has here, he can be very effective. He gets he can he can navigate through a couple of games if need be. And I think that's all I want out of my starter. Would I look at him beyond that? No. And I think if that ever happened, then they'd have to research that position. Could I one last question, Bob, if I may? All right, make it quick, please. Like, we're up against I, it too. I will, I will, real quick. As far as the thrower of the football, intermediate passes to deep balls, would you take Rudolph or would you take Trubisky? Rudolph. Forget the ability to scramble. If you take that out, I don't know. Just the thrower, yep. thrower of the ball. Rudolph. I like Rick okay. Mason's long. I think he can get it down the field better than anyone. But again, Thanks, uh, you know, there's more to it than that. And in, in this day and age, thank you, Mark. Uh, you got to be able to move out. He can, but not to the tune. I think Pickett has a very good understanding of how to get out of the pocket, when to get out, and that will only get better this year, which is why I think he should have a next step kind of season. Uh, will you get the growth that you eventually will get two years from now? No, but you should get growth. Uh, not unlike what you saw with the Chargers and how they handled Justin Herbert. Um, puts up gaudy numbers a lot, but a lot of times those are in losing efforts as well. So we'll see. It should be a very interesting season. We're excited to get going with the training camp and also three preseason games on KDK starting second week of August, a trip to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. And that's going to wrap it up today. Thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. And thank you to our man, Joel Nelson, back there for working overtime to get it done. Joel, thank you very much. And thank you to our sponsors at PNC Bank. Make today the day number one Cochrane drive-in style. 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Now it's time for the weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. It's SUV month. Come in and check Trailblazer Equinox. All the new redesigned 2024 tracks online, sunchevy.com. Rain should be ending a little later this afternoon. And then sky is clear. Tonight will be nice. Tomorrow and the rest of the week will look outstanding as weather gets sunny skies, temperatures in the 70 through the balance of the week. So that'll do it. Appreciate you tuning in. Paul Alexander is coming up next, followed by the North Shore Tavern leadoff show, and then it's game two, Pirates in Arizona, right here on your home for Pirates Baseball Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 